What's up, Bulls Nation? You found yourselves locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. It's Friday, December 17th, our last show of the week. Things are crazy in the NBA, but uh, in the meantime, we've got some fun stuff to talk about right now. Um, up ahead today, we've got the Bulls rumored or reported to be in the market, but not necessarily for a big, for a defensive wing, according to one report. We'll talk about that. And then on the back end of the show, we're going to talk about some trade hypotheticals and trade proposals from you, our listeners. That should be fun. That's all ahead on a fresh Locked on Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome in to Locked on Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host, Big Dave Watson at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. Bow. You can follow us at Locked on Bulls. You can also hit us up on that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Today's episode is brought to you by Truebill, the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for those subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Big Dave, uh, so we've got some fun stuff to talk about today. But first, though, two pieces of good news. One, DeMar DeRozan officially out of health and safety protocols. Praise be. And two, it seems like most everybody on Twitter agrees that my Portillo's order is awesome, and you don't even have the courage to tell people what yours is. How are you, my friend? It has not been lack of courage. It's been things I was dealing with. And now after this show, I will happily put up my order, which will include a fish sandwich. Yes, I can't wait to put that up. And I can't wait for people to poo-poo it. And that's the best part. I really cannot wait for that, man, because that's going to let me know that I am right. Yes. Nobody nobody should trust someone's Portillo's order if that person doesn't eat meat. That's why you go to Portillo's, to eat their meat. That's but it. yeah, but I'm sure also everyone will love your Portillo's order. Don't you go for the any, steak? And you don't go for the It doesn't have any hot dogs, sausages, or beef in it. But yeah, you're the Portillo's expert. Come I on, didn't, man. Well, I am definitely not the Portillo's expert. I will leave that expertise up to Matt Peck for sure. But I'm saying my order is awesome and phenomenal. I will not disclude that. My order okay. is awesome, period. But I Damn. am the final word because I'm pretty sure sometime in, in, in my early 30s, I've crossed the threshold of over 50% of what's in my mm. veins is actually not blood, but Portillo's gravy. <laughs> like, I think I'm past the 50% marker right now. I will give you 54. Yeah. <laughs> about 54%. I, yeah. I feel like I could feel it happen. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm mostly Portillo's gravy now. And I'm okay with it. Let's just ride this out. So um, I'm going to get this dude to 64. I promise you. <laughs> that's <laughs> the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. All right. So interesting report. Let's talk about it. This was from Matt Moore, uh, NBA reporter, Nuggets reporter for the Action Network. Also, a fellow, uh, a fellow Locked On person. He is one of the yeah. co-hosts of Locked On Nuggets. So Matt Moore put this out, breaking down his reports and, and what he's hearing from his league sources about potential market stuff for every team leading up to this trade deadline. And here's his blurb on the Bulls. The Bulls are thought of as buyers in the market, predictably, given their hot start. The loss of Patrick Williams has been real, and Chicago has been looking for a wing defender 
to bring off the bench. Multiple sources confirmed. Big Dave, what's your first reaction when you hear that? Oh, uh, wow. First of all, um, not not I say wow, not because I'm just like overly shocked or surprised by it, because, yeah, you can you can see what the need is for it. But I think uh, most Bulls fans are thinking big when they think mm -hmm. of the Bulls and what they need to go get. But at the same time, uh, we continually talked about uh, them being able to get a big Matt uh, on the buyout. And you know what I'm saying? And that kind of way of getting a veteran big that way. A wing, I think it will be a little bit harder. And you probably would have to do that for a trade. And mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Do it that way. So so that's why I say the wow, because that does mean some stuff is going to have to be in motion as far as, you know, trades are concerned. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had the same reaction. I wasn't surprised by the report that the Bulls are going to be buyers at the mm -hmm. at the deadline because the, you know, the other option is sellers and the Bulls are third in the East right now. They're trying mm -hmm. to build a, a contending team, yes, for the long term, but also for right now. They're 17 mm -hmm. and 10. They've had this pause on their season for COVID reasons, but when they come out of this pause, um, and as we mentioned, DeMar DeRozan on his way back, they are, AK and Eversley, they constantly looking for ways to improve this team. Mm -hmm. And they don't have a whole lot when it comes to trade assets to kind of dangle out there over the next couple of months leading up to that deadline. But if mm -hmm. they can find a way to add a piece that they think will help them make a playoff run, you better believe they're going to do it. So yeah. that wasn't the part that's surprising. The, the surprising part, as you said, is, is the position. Mm -hmm. um, and even kind of referencing, well, Patrick Williams went down, so they are looking for a defensive wing. Like, the Bulls bench is mostly defensive wings. Like, when this team is healthy, what do you think? You're like, Javante Green, defensive wing. Derek Jones Jr., defensive wing. They got a lot of those. Troy yeah. Brown Jr., defensive wing. Yeah. So what exactly is, is going on here? I, that's the part that was a little intriguing to me. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, who knows? Maybe he's talking about sort of like a combo forward kind of player who could play the three mm -hmm. and the four because the Bulls – that's the spot where the Bulls are shallow right now. The Bulls have yeah, a whole bunch yeah. of guys who can play the three. Most of their guards, if not all of their guards, can even play the three, save for maybe mm -hmm. Kobe White. But mm -hmm. the four is the position you need. That's why this is curious. Yeah, and we talked about it when Patrick Williams was here and just how important he was to the Bulls at that position, not only because he could play multiple positions, but because he was basically the one who could be the four for real and you'd be okay. Um, right. and so with him, him being injured, definitely hurt. It definitely hurt a lot, but credit the bulls. You've seen what they've done without him. They've, they've been solid. They've been, well, I shouldn't even say solid. They've been better than solid. Uh, they've been really, really, really good, but it's still a hindrance and it's still an issue. And it's going right. to be one going forward when you're playing these teams, uh, with these elite wing players, you know, that you're going to have to defend, uh, like Kevin Durant is the first one that comes to mind. You've seen what he's been doing lately. My God, <laughs> he's yeah. been incredible. So, yeah, a defensive-minded one would help. But like you said, Matt, we got tons of those. Maybe not at the height of a Patrick Williams. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not at that size. But they've got a lot of guys that can play the wing, but just none, like you said, that can cheat at the four. That you could just say, yeah, I can put you at the four and – it won't be something where people's like, what the hell, Javante Green's playing the four? You know what I'm saying? Right. It won't be just a shot to you. You know what I mean? So I can see that. I mean, since P-Dub went down, the guys logging the most minutes at the power four position so far for Billy Donovan have been some combination of DeMar DeRozan, mm -hmm. Javante Green, Derek Jones Jr., although Derek mm -hmm. Jones Jr. has also played a hefty amount of minutes playing as the backup five mm -hmm. in these small lineups. So, 
they really truly don't have like a starting power forward who is actually the size of a power forward. True. But here's the other, you know, the other side of that coin is the fact that we know Billy Donovan loves to play small ball lineups loves and he's it. really good at coaching small ball lineups. And as you and I talked about recently, when we're just getting bombarded in our text line with all these people saying, oh, why did we sign to Marcus Cousins? Or why didn't we get this big? Or why didn't we get that? Look, Billy Donovan is playing with small lineups and they're winning. Mm-hmm. And on, on you know, when you look at the stats, the Bulls actually aren't getting destroyed that badly when it comes to things like points in the paint and rebounds. They're holding their own. They're gang rebounding. And they've got a lot, a lot, a lot of guys with length. And a lot of guys with athleticism on hops. So, like, despite their lack of size, they're doing okay in those regards. And what, if anything, is an even more valuable piece to add for a playoff run? What is the most valuable piece to have in the NBA right now? Is an athletic two-way wing who can play a lot of different positions and has a lot of switchability. So, yeah. in that sense, making, you know, saying that the Bulls might be going after more of that kind of player as opposed to a a power forward who's big and bulky and, you know, six, eight or tall in that, in that sense, it does kind of add up to me. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And again, Matt, this is why one of the reasons why I don't like hearing Patrick Williams in trade talks is because not only because him being in the second year, not only him being their, you know, child, as far as their first ever draft pick with this Mm -hmm. uh, regime, but because of the value of what he does at that position. Like Matt just said it, it is the, probably the most valuable position in the NBA is that wing who can actually uh, be a two-way player is being, and be a wing. And that's Patrick Williams. That's literally who he is. That is what he does. So you can't be quick to just throw that person on the trading block because you don't like the way he shoots or, you know what I'm saying, or whatever your feelings are about him. He is completely and truly valuable. And that's why you can't be just so quick to get rid of this athletic wing who plays great defense. who We really haven't seen his full potential yet. So that's why I don't like hearing his name in these trade talks, Matt, because he is completely valuable, completely valuable mm-hmm. to this team. And, and you know, if, if the Bulls don't end up adding some, you know, substantial, you know, big man in a trade at the deadline, it will increase the 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 feeling I have now, the gut feeling I have now, that AK and Eversley and Billy Donovan all believe that Patrick Williams is not done for the season. They mm. gave the they they gave the timeline of when he'd come back, and it kind of yeah. checked out with that's pretty much towards the end of the regular season. Right. Look, he's a he's a young man, and we know that young people heal faster than old people. And Wolverine. who knows? I would say yeah. that they, I feel like they would have more concretely ruled out his possible return in other than expected to miss the rest of the season. Okay. They haven't said we're shutting him down. So it's true. true. Maybe Mm -hmm. the bulls way of solving their problem of needing a little bit more size is Patrick Williams comes back. (laughs) I'm not not saying that that is my, my hypothesis right now. I'm saying I'm not ruling it out yet. Um, They haven't, then we shouldn't either. You're right. Right. Um, But speaking of the bulls, adding some wings, that is one of a couple of interesting trade proposals in our inbox that we're going to get to in just a minute harrison Uh, barnes anybody uh Uh, before we do that though big dave tell our listeners about true bill and all the money they can save oh don't you want to save money it's just a simple question people out there don't you want to save some money yes of course you want to save some money even if you're somebody regular like myself and matt peck or if you're an uber star like our guy zach guilford 
you want to save yourself some money. So what you do is to save some money, you go and you get yourself Truebill. You know why it's important? Because businesses are out to get you, all right? Greedy corporations are out to get in your pocket, all right? They got you signing up for all these things. You forget about them and all these subscriptions and you're continuing to be charged. Truebill will take care of all of that. This app helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want, you don't need, or you simply forgot about. Because on the average, you will save up to 720 bucks a year. Don't you want to do that? I think you do. All right, because Truebill's concierge is there every time you need to cancel an unwanted subscription so you don't have to. All you got to do is one, stop falling for the scams, and two, start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Do it right now, y'all. Go to truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands of dollars a year. That's truebill.com slash locked on NBA. All right, moving along, it's time to head into our inbox. By the way, if you want to be a part of the show here on Lockdown Bulls, hit us up with texts, or you can call us and leave voicemails at 331-979-1369. This first text comes to us from Cal in Michigan. who said, hey, guys, love the show. There's not a better hype guy in the entire podcast universe than Big Dave. Accurate. (laughs) Uh, And Matt often feels like Chicago's angry Bulls fan spirit animal. Also accurate. (laughs) fair <laughs> it's so good so here's my question i just read the lebron report that had alex caruso and lonzo ball both as first team all nba defensive players i saw that too very cool uh we also have two elite scorers in levine and DeRozan. Yes. so why wouldn't we capitalize on our defensive strength and either trade for an elite defensive four like chris boucher or or miles turner or even move Vooch for an elite rim protector. Sacrifice some of his theoretical offense. He put theoretical in parentheses. Uh, and just come into the playoffs with the mentality the other team isn't scoring 100 on us. And between Levine, DeMar, Ball, White, Caruso, etc. will score enough to win. I just think that having the two best defensive guards in the entire NBA is a luxury and an advantage we need to maximize. Keep up. Mm-hmm. The great work. That's Cal from Michigan. Thanks for checking in, Cal. Big Dave, this is an interesting theory and one that I didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily uh, think of before because we have this amazing duo of defensive perimeter players like Lonzo and Caruso really go all in on the fact that you want to be an elite defensive team. The Bulls are hovering around 10th in their defensive rating, adjusted defensive rating through their first third of the season. And we know that Billy's a pretty strong defensive coach. So yeah. is there something to that idea of, look, we we can score. We've got these guys who could score the basketball. Let's mm-hmm. make our trade deadline moves about defense. And in particular, rim protection. What do you think about that? It's interesting. Uh, I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's bad. I, I don't think it's terrible at all. So shout out to you for that, first of all. <laughs> I don't think that at all. Oh, uh, that's that that makes sense. It makes logical sense. Here's what here's why I disagree with it. At if you just continue to say, you know what, we're just going to be a defensive minded team and go forward, that will only get you so far. If you continue to say, yo, we're going to be an offensive minded team and go forward, that will only get you so far. There has mm-hmm. to be a balance between the two. If you look at the two teams that go to the finals every year, they're usually top 10 in defense and offense. There's right. a balance because that's just how it has to be. Unless, of course, of course, they're 
are definitely uh, people that are exceptions to the rule when you have elite players like Kevin Durant or somebody like that. Of course, sure. you can find exceptions to the rule. But that's usually, you know, what the rule is. So getting rid of Vooch, I am not for at all. Because you're right, you, you want to bring in a defensive-minded big, you know, and all that. That's nice. At some point in time, you're going to have to end that playoffs. It's going to become a half-court game. That's just mm-hmm. what it is. It's going to become a half-court game. When you've got somebody like Vooch on your team who will just – here, here's the basketball. Go down there, you know what I'm saying, put the ball in the basket for us, get some rebounds for it. Thank you very much. He will do that at, at a very high clip. DeMar DeRozan is not going to score you 40 every game. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll, he's a mid-range beast. You know what I'm saying? We understand that. And, and he's been elite in what he's doing. Part of the reason he's been elite, guys, is because of Vooch, whether you believe it or not. It is because of Vooch, because teams have to worry about Nikola Vucevic. If you remove that worry in the playoffs, I'm saying, not the regular season, if you remove mm-hmm. that worry in the playoffs and like, oh, we don't have to worry about scoring from somebody else, it's only two people we have to guard instead of three, yeah, that's that, <laughs> that's not what you want. You want more scorers out there. Look at the Milwaukee. This is They're a great example. Um, Drew Holiday is a great defender. Okay, Chris Middleton, solid defender. We know Giannis, he got the trophies to tell you. He's a he's a really great defender. Um, those guys, but the thing is, all three of those guys can score. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Drew Holiday can score. I mean, you know what I mean? That's what he does. He can actually score the bucket and score the basket, in addition to being that guy who can play defense. You're gonna need it all. So I don't want to substitute a guy who is really good offensively and okay defensively for somebody who is just really great defensively. And giving me nothing on the offense. You know what I mean? I, I want I want my 18 and 10 plus a solid okay defender. Give me that. You're gonna need him, guys. I'm telling you, you're going to need Vooch in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people might quickly counter what you just said with, well, yeah, Vooch isn't giving you anything offensively right now. But you and I are both in the camp of people who believe that this is just a slump and Vooch will pull himself out of it. Just a it's matter still 16 of, and 11. It, right. <laughs> like, it's just a matter of when that will happen, when his shooting numbers, when he's yeah. going to finally start hitting these open looks that we're used to seeing him make. And, and to suggest also with, with that hypothetical of like, okay, trade Vooch to get an elite defensive room protector. Um, you know, did you know that Vooch is top 10 in the NBA in defensive rebounding percentage? Did you know that that Vooch's defensive rating this year is actually pretty darn good? As in, like, among the best on the Bulls roster, pretty darn good? Like, Vooch is a capable defender. He is capable. Um, and again, I've talked about how the, the, the stats back that up, that the Bulls actually aren't in that dire of a situation when it comes to right. protecting the paint and protecting the rim. Do we have to occasionally, you know, a few times a night, watch a frustrating possession where the Bulls get the stop, the initial stop, and then can't get the deep? Yes, that happens. But it's not like a, you know, break glass in case of emergency kind of situation. Now I want to mention um, the other of those two players that he just threw out as examples of let's get an elite rim protector. We've talked plenty about Miles Turner. Y'all listen and watch this podcast, know how Dave and I feel about Miles Turner. Great player, could be a fun addition to this team, but at what cost? What are the Pacers going to ask? Chris Boucher is interesting to me, Dave, because I thought he was really, really good last year. Uh, Last year was like his breakout, um, and people started to know and pay attention to who Chris Boucher was. I was surprised to see, when I went to look today, Boucher's numbers are pretty much down across the board. Mm. Um, And and perhaps most significantly, he's playing about 10 fewer minutes per game than he did last season. Like, last Mm. season, he was around 25 minutes per game. This season, he's down to 15. 
And then mm-hmm. so even when you go and look at his per 36 numbers, his per 36s are still down. He's not blocking 2.8 shots, you know, per 36 like he was doing last year. It's down to like right at right at two. With, you know, which still isn't bad. Like, yeah, Chris Boucher is a good shot blocker and a good rim protector. Yeah, the other is. interesting question there for me, Dave, is what are the Raptors going to do with the deadline? Whereas we all know it makes sense that the Bulls are buyers. Yeah, are the Raptors yeah. buyers or the Raptors sellers? Because right now they're two games under 500 and they are one game back of the final play-in spot in the East. So, like, I think that's the bigger question is, you know, are, are the Raptors going to look to sell off some pieces at the deadline, or do they think mm-hmm. that they're still in the fight? Mm-hmm. That is a very good question. And you're right. Like, I'm looking at his number as you say that, you know, like averaging seven and four. And again, in the playoffs, I'm not worried about him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not concerned about him in the post. That changes how you play. And you know what I mean? How you run your offense. If you notice, guys, they go to Vooch early and often. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They, they go inside to him. They run pick and rolls with him all day long. You know what I mean? That pick and roll, that pick and pop, that trailer three, you know, yep. that he's been hitting that has been key for the Chicago Bulls. That you you eliminate all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, and and his passing. Yeah. Oh my God. The passing. Yes, man. Listen, he's averaging 15 and 10 with about three, three and a half assists. And that's a slump. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's a slump. Yeah. So dude, no, I don't want to trade Vooch. You, you got to keep him. You're going to need him. I think Billy Donovan and the organization realize that and honestly know that. Plus, it's it's not a long-term thing with Vooch. You know what I'm saying? I believe, what, he got two years left on the contract or this something season, like that? And then next season. Next season's it. Okay. Y'all, relax, y'all. It's only, it's only been like a month and some change, and we're dealing with some COVID right here. Quit putting him in trade scenarios, you know what I'm saying, and things like that. He is the starting center in the NBA and a legit one and a for real one who is just going through a slump right now. And even in his slump, his numbers are solid and still better than the two guys that you mentioned. So it's, it's, you got to roll with boots, man. I'm sorry. You got to roll with boots. Uh, yeah. You know, the idea of going all in to get like that elite level defensive team. I, again, I don't hate that, but as you kind of know, were, were, as you kind of were alluding to Dave, most of these teams that end up in the finals over the last number, they're they're top ten in both offense and defense. So you, you can't be a trash defensive team to right. win an NBA title. You can be an okay defensive team with an elite offense. And guess what? Right. Just like in the NFL, NBA is the same. The more and more this league is trending the way it's trending, great offense beats great defense, and it does so probably nine and a half times out of ten. You wanna you want the the age old saying of oh defense wins championships. If it's defense and only defense, ask the Bears how that's working out for them over the last thirty years. All right. Oh, oh, oh. with my Walter jersey on, he threw it I'm at. Sorry, you. I didn't mean did. to do that to Walter. Yes, he did. Oh no, the truth. I will never apologize for the truth, Matthew. They have been atrocities. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, that's just that's just the way it goes. Um, but yeah. that that's a really interesting way of looking at. Um, it is a different approach that the Bulls might hypothetically take as buyers uh, leading up to the trade deadline because, you know, you're right. It, you know, if, if you add an elite level rim protector to that defense of Lonzo and Caruso and, and all of these long wings, whew, that, that would be an <laughs> like that. That's a, that's a elite defensive team right there. If you make that one I big agree. splash addition. Um, okay. We've got one more fun trade proposal from our inbox. That is actually a three-way trade. With the Sixers and the Kongs. Uh, so 
we will get to that in just a minute. But first, mm-hmm. Big Dave, tell the people about those delicious built bars. Oh, this is twice in a commercial. I'm going to mention the great Zach Guilford because you already know how much he loves the builds of the bars. And you will, too. And especially at this holiday season, y'all, because it's holiday season. You want to grab you some protein bars that taste like a candy bar. All right. And there's only one place you can get that. And that is at built.com. Delicious and healthy. That's what they're putting at you, y'all, and all kinds of flavors, okay? What what flavor you want? Well, you want some peanut butter brownie? Guess what? They got it. Well, no, you want some raspberry? Gotcha. Strawberry? Gotcha. Double chocolate? Gotcha. Cherry? Got you. And always, they got flavors of the month. Matthew Peck, can you please tell the people what the flavor of the month is for Built Bar? Well, it's the holiday season, Big Dave, so you know they got two special flavors, and they are eggnog and gingerbread, baby. Oh, festive when the weather outside is frightful. Make your mouth and your taste buds delightful with some Built Bars. Make sure you go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. It will give you 15% off your order. That's Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15 gets you 15% off your order. Built Bar. Enjoy your holiday season. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online, which has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, the march towards the playoffs and the NBA and the NHL are in full swing. There are so many games this weekend, I can't even keep track. And here's the best part. This weekend, when the weekend's over, the NFL weekend isn't even close to over. Because now we got oh. two Monday night football games, and then we got two Tuesday night football games. You know, and it's a bad reason. They're pushing games back because of COVID problems in the NFL right now. But that means there are more games on more nights of the week for you to go to bet online and win some money. Don't you just love it? Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Just remember to use that promo code Locked On to receive your 50% mm. welcome bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC. Hopefully, we can gamble on a Kendall Gill fight sometime soon. Right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 21-22 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline. It's where the game starts. All right, Big Dave. um, Mm -hmm. Wrapping us up this week is a text and a trade idea from Kevin in Vernon, Wisconsin, who says, Hey, Matt, here and Big Dave, here's a potential trade for you. Three-way trade. The Kings trade Harrison Barnes, De'Aaron Fox, their own Mm -hmm. 2022 and 2024 first-round picks, and receive Derek Jones Jr. and Ben Simmons. The Bulls trade Derek Jones Jr., Kobe White, and the Portland 2022 first-round pick that is lottery-protected, and the Bulls get Harrison Barnes. Woo, this is spicy. The Sixers trade Ben Simmons and get De'Aaron Fox, Kobe White, the Kings picks in 22 and 24, and the Portland 2022 first-round pick from the Bulls. Wow. Uh, Kevin says... (laughs) I think this seems pretty fair on all fronts. What are y'all's thoughts? Thanks for checking in, Kevin. This is a really fun, spicy three-way trade proposal, Dave. What what is your what is your first reaction to this? Is there is there a team that you think is getting out of this as 
the clear, clear winner? Do you think there's a clear loser with all of these pieces? What do you got? Yeah. First of all, let me say I like it. <laughs> I like right? your trade. I don't hate you it. This out. I don't hate <laughs> this at all. No, I'm not even mad. <laughs> like that whole wheel of cheese. And you're in Wisconsin. <laughs> like, dude, that was that's incredible. Like, honestly, like shout out to you for coming up with that. That's not terrible at all. Um, Philly's definitely the winner uh of this trade. Like, hands down for me, that is the winner. You get the Aaron Fox, Aaron Fox, and Kobe, Kobe White, White, and three and first round picks. picks. <laughs> Yo, you set up their future and this is the reason i that's the reason i can't do the trade it's because you setting up their future right there three first round picks and you getting one of my assets mm, i can't do that you know what i'm saying and i get harrison barnes after giving up all that i wouldn't do that you know what i'm saying but that's not bad i'm not saying because it's bad i'm just saying because philly comes away like a fat rat on right. that one man but but again that's what philly is kind of looking for right that's what, I believe that's what they want, you know, with uh, what they're looking for for Ben Simmons, who honestly is worth, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah. I love De'Aaron Fox, okay? And I, that has been my guy since he's coming to the league, um, since I saw him against Lonzo Ball in college, and he gave him that business at Kentucky. My God. Oh, he's been – I've been a huge fan of De'Aaron Fox. But I don't see the Kings giving him up. Uh, letting him go, they they are really big fans of the Aaron Fox. I don't see that happening. Even, even if it means getting Ben Simmons, even if it means getting Ben Simmons, I, I don't I don't see it happening. I really don't because De'Aaron kind of plays a little better with uh, Tyrese Halliburton more so than I think Ben Simmons would because I think Ben Simmons and Tyrese kind of mimic each other's game. It's just Tyrese can score. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Tyrese can actually score, but they're both facilitators. They both for guys, you know, who are like point guards by, by nature. That's kind of how they move. Why De'Aaron Fox puts the ball in the basket. You know what I'm saying? So there's a yin and a yang there. You know what I mean? Right. And it works better that way. You don't, I don't think it will mesh well with two guys who have that mentality. Like, I, like it wouldn't work if Lonzo Ball and and uh, Tyrese Halliburton, you know what I mean, work together like that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they both have that mentality. It works better with Lonzo and Zach Levine. You know what I'm saying? That works a little bit better like that. Right. But overall, though, I think the Bulls are trying to get Harrison Barnes. That's just my opinion. Uh, my boy Chris uh, on Ball on Bulls, he's you been know? screaming for Harrison Barnes mm-hmm. <laughs> like for a long time. Yeah. He's, every, I, I, every I, think, uh, I think Mark K uh, is also fairly diehard oh, on too? the Barnes okay. bandwagon. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's all about the Harrison Barnes. He wants Harrison Barnes bad. So hopefully it happens, but I I wouldn't do that because Philly in your conference and you just set them up uh, yeah. to be contenders for a few years. Right. Uh so so here's what I'm thinking from from the Bulls perspective. Would I if I'm running the Bulls, would I be willing to give up Derek Jones, Kobe White, and the Portland pick to get Harrison Barnes on my team right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd do that. You know, I think Harrison Barnes could turn this Bulls team from a good team to a real damn good team. Um, Got a point. The questions, I think, are for Sacramento and Philly. Like, I think the Bulls do this trade. Mm. I don't know. Do the Kings believe that adding Ben Simmons to their core and subtracting from that core Harrison Barnes and De'Aaron Fox, does that make you a more competitive team all of a sudden? Does that make mm. you a playoff team in the Western Conference all of a sudden with the other pieces? So you, you got Halliburton, who I like. Buddy Heald still kicking around. The Buddy funny thing Heald, about this yeah. trade is that it doesn't involve Marvin Bagley, who everyone thinks is the <laughs> most likely to be traded player at this yeah. point. Not just with the Kings, like across here. the entire league. Yeah, yeah. But 
do the Kings think that that is going just adding Ben Simmons to a now without De'Aaron Fox and Harrison Barnes squad? Does that make them better? Because you're not you're not saying okay, maybe this is a lateral move, but we got an All NBA player like Ben Simmons, and then we you're also giving up a lot of few, near future draft capital to do this. A lot, yeah, so true. they Indeed. they better believe. That and that maybe they they believe that once they get Simmons, they can convince somebody to come play with Simmons and add another star that way. But who in the NBA is a big fan of Ben Simmons right now? Certainly not his teammates in Philly. I like I don't know what Ben Simmons' image is with his fellow players right now, but I can't imagine it's glowing, sparkling, given the way that this has gone down. I don't know. Maybe players around the NBA sympathize and are on Simmons' side and feel like the Sixers are are the ones in the wrong. Who knows? But that's a lot to figure out if you're Sacramento. From yeah. Philly's perspective, the question is, are those picks lottery picks? Or are they, eh, didn't quite make the playoffs, but these picks are, you know, somewhere between 10 and 15. You know, gut reaction would be, oh, yeah, you assume that there'll be lottery picks, probably pretty valuable lottery picks, because it's the Kings. And the Kings yeah. are always terrible. Does Ben Simmons make the Kings better and thus make those draft picks less valuable? Probably, like, I, I, I would guess no. I would, like, it doesn't matter if you add Ben Simmons. Like, the, the Kings could sign Luka or LeBron or Giannis, and they would still somehow manage to find a way to mess it up because they're the Kings. <laughs> Solid point. But it, I'm thinking of that lineup in my head, man. And I mean, you, I forgot about Buddy Heald and all this. You're right. So you got Buddy Hield, you have Ben Simmons, you got uh, Tyrese Halliburton, you got Mitchell, you know, the rookie guard, uh, great defender, he's a solid defender, and our guy, uh, hometown guy, Rashawn Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a that's not a terrible five. You know what I'm saying? That's a nice five. I don't I don't think it would work, but I think that's an ill five, like, like if I'm just saying it out loud. That's not a terrible five. And plus, I think Ben Simmons needs a city like Sacramento. He doesn't need a big city, bro, like – he don't need that pressure on him. You know what I'm saying? He needs that small town kind of thing. He needs an Orlando. You see what Orlando, you know what I mean? Like what, what Orlando has done for, for our guy, Wendell Carter. Right. Who I'm like, okay, all the eyes ain't going to be on him. You know, all the pressure ain't on him. He'll probably play better. And he then then he just said, oh, yeah, I need some glasses. Like John Sabine has been telling me all these years. And he finally goes and gets them. So I think Ben Simmons needs that kind of thing around him, Matt, um, where he's not under that kind of pressure. And he might you know, evolve and play much better than what we've seen uh, for that reason while he's in Sacramento. Right. Maybe maybe the Kings believe that Simmons makes them a team that can actually make that next step in the West because, you know, for yeah. all the talk about over the last decade plus that the West has been far more dominant than the East as far as overall depth of, of talented teams. Not anymore. Not anymore. Guess what? The Celtics are right now clinging to the 10th and final spot uh, for the East play-in at 14 and 14. 14 and 14, 10th spot. The Kings are actually holding on to 10th in the West right now at 12 and 17. Five, five, five more losses than wins is the 10th and final spot in the West right now. So it kind of goes back to that same question about Toronto. When we were talking about Chris Boucher, do the Kings see themselves as a team that needs to make a move because they want to make the playoffs this year? Or at you know 12 and 17 and who knows what 12 and 17 turns into week month etc from now as we get closer to that deadline but maybe the kings right now are still trying to figure out if they want to be buyers or sellers at the deadline 
Well, Matt, shouldn't they want to do when they want to do something like this, though, like for the reasons you just mentioned that they're always used to, you know, just wallowing in mediocrity, not being a team. No, anybody is talking about getting Ben Simmons would be like the splash, you know, what I'm saying they would need for, you know, just to be on that radar as far right. as, you know, NBA is concerned. That That would really help them out. And I think that would be just really good for them. You know what I'm saying? To get this kind of guy. It would, it would be like a celebrity. It would be they it would be their biggest star since Chris Weber. Right. <laughs> if, they got, if they got Ben Simmons, it'd be their biggest star since Weber. Like as far as paying attention, watching the actual Sacramento Kings, seeing what they do. You know what I'm saying? People would actually care more right. uh, with Ben Simmons. He would be their splash. Um, and you know, final thought here as far as like which team say yes, which team say no. I you know. I, I think the Bulls would definitely say yes to this. For okay. the Sixers, it's a lot of draft capital that you're bringing in. You're you're glad to be done with the Ben Simmons saga. So there's another plus. Um, and look, Maury, Daryl Morey has said repeatedly, I want a top 25 player for Ben Simmons. I want a top 25 player in their prime for Ben Simmons. Is De'Aaron Fox in that category? Probably not, but maybe not that far off. Nope, and you got another far. young talent who's like a solid contributor off the bench at Kobe White. And, and three first round picks. Like, I don't know in the real world if the best offer the Sixers end up getting for Simmons would be better than that, because I would guess probably not. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like what kind of offer? What else would you think? You know, because this is well done and well constructed by a caller right here. Like absolutely brilliant. Everybody kind of gets what they want kind mm -hmm. of thing. You know what I'm saying? And Matt's right. Like, you would do this trade if you're the Bulls. Like, if you want to move your team forward. This is Harrison Barnes. Like, he's showing you, you know, 20 points a game and what he can provide for your team, especially coming in playing that three or that four. He can do both. You know what I'm saying? And provide it defensively at the same time. And provide the veteran uh, leadership that you need and the high basketball IQ that you'll need. Like, he checks all the boxes, you know what I'm saying, for what the Bulls would want if they're looking for that wing help uh, as being suggested uh, in these reports that we're hearing. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, man, like it would be a it would be a move. It's just that Philly, man, they get they just I couldn't do it because they get it all, man. Like, like, bro, they get it all, and and it would, a lot of it would be from us. And I'm like, oh god, I don't, I can't, I can't set up the the guy in my conference like that, especially who has already beaten us twice and don't even have those guys. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I mean, oh, really, man. the only thing that the Bulls are giving Philly directly is Kobe White in this deal. Yeah, but the pick is our. I know it's not directly. The, it's not, the pick exists you. in the cloud right now, Dave. It's not it's a ours. Woozy. It's a wazi. I know. It's, it's, a, it's fairy dust. I get it. It's you know, mustardy above the eyebrow <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's a woozy. It's the wazi. It's fairy dust. I get that. But but it still it has our names in pencil <laughs> on Fair. that thing. You know Fair. what I mean? And, and that's um, why I'm like, I don't know. But this this is a very interesting trade, and three three way trades are difficult, and they're difficult to make enticing for yeah. all three teams. I think this at least you can certainly say makes it enticing. I think all three teams yeah. think about this. Yeah, definitely yeah. think about Agreed. this. That, Shout out to you for that is a up. fun one. Shout out again to Kevin yeah. in Vernon, Wisconsin. Um, well I, I hope you're not a bear. Uh, I mean, I hope you're I not a Bulls Flash Packers fan. God, I knew he was about to be. say that. Don't 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 do that. Don't do that. Don't answer that, Kevin. <laughs> All right. That's it for today. That's it for the week. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Thanks to those of you who called and texted throughout the week. 331-979-1369 is that number if you want to be featured on these mailbag episodes that we do uh, at least once a week, which are a lot of fun. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. Dave is at BAL, B-A-W-L Sports. We are at Locked on Bulls. Enjoy your weekend, Bulls Nation. 
hopefully we're back on Monday talking about a Bulls game that happens. It sounds like the Lakers actually got a couple of their players back from protocol. So I don't know if LeBron has a tricky way of getting his guys to just be like, oh, no, it was it was a false positive. False positive. Let's get our guys back in gear. Um, but maybe that means more likely that the Bulls-Lakers game does actually happen on, on Sunday. We'll see. So. Either way, we'll be here on Monday to keep y'all company. So enjoy your weekend. For Big Dave, I'm Matt saying thanks as always for listening, Bulls Nation. Until next time, see you, Red. Be good. Peace out.